Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of The Someday Somehow, where we're learning how to dream together. I'm your host, Sarah Buses. This week, we're talking to Stephen and Kara Keller, some of the kindest, warmest people I've ever known. Stephen and Kara live with incredible authenticity, intentionality, and integrity. They pastor a church in Menominee, Wisconsin, and they basically break all of the boxes of what you might think small-town pastors look, sound, and act like. Um, They are fun and adventurous and love fashion and being on the cutting edge, and they are also incredibly kind and open-hearted and open-handed. They have been close, close friends and mentors to me for five-plus years, and I'm so glad to finally get them on the show. I hope you enjoy our candid conversation about faith, parenting, and pastoring. I'm sitting here with Stephen and Kara Keller, some of my favorite people in the whole world. And today we're sitting in a somewhat unusual (laughs) (laughs) podcast arrangement. We've built a blanket fort in their basement, Mm -hmm. and it's really wonderful. (laughs) It's quite intimate. I'm sitting in like a cubby under the stairs. We'll definitely have to get a picture of this before yeah, we, we climb will. out of this yeah. blanket fort situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's way too weird not to document. For sure. Yeah. So can you two tell the listeners a little bit about you, your story, um, what you're doing now, and how you got there? Wow. It's a lot of questions all rolled into one. It's all one. (laughs) I might need them repeated, but I'm Kara Keller, and hi. And this is my husband, Stephen. Yes, I'm Stephen. We live in a place called Menominee, Wisconsin. It's like an hour 15 east of Minneapolis. It is. It's a small town, but it's a college town, so it gets a little more bumping during the school year <laughs> kind of thing. Truly bumping. Oh, yes. Yes. For sure. Bumping you know, is the word I would Going use. to Walmart in the middle of the night bumping. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that's that's, that's exact, Menominee. That's is it a 24-hour Walmart? It, well, I don't think it is right now. Like, it they was. changed was. things with Historically. COVID. Mm-hmm. Historically. Historically, yes. definitely. Yes. In the long game. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so that's that's a main mode of entertainment. For sure. Um, but we have a son, True, a dog, Smith, and yeah, we live here in Menominee. Mm-hmm. We pastor at a church here called Love Church, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's good. We both kind of grew up here, too, mm-hmm. and it was kind of the, the sort of thing where we grew up here, definitely thought, moving on from this small mm-hmm. town kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. and so far... God's had us stay here, which is really interesting, and we've both come to really love it, too. So yeah. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At what first, we didn't. The, but... <laughs> what was your original plan for leaving? 
Well, we were in a band called Linden, and we traveled a lot with that, and our I guess our original plan was to, like, make it and get famous, you know? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, it was, though, I know, right? You're, you're so right, but just, like, even hearing it just yeah. makes me, like, Once cringe. we, like, Not tickled... hearing you say it, because I would have said that. Right. Yeah. Once we, like, sort of tickled with fame, we realized we absolutely hated it, and it was not for us, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. And then what was the transition to pastoring? Like, that's mm-hmm. a big jump, right? Well, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid, so my parents are the lead pastors of Love Church, and... I never thought that I would go down the same path as them because I knew what it entailed. (laughs) But I also knew what it entailed and felt like it was something that we were called to. We've always just Mm -hmm. been the type of people that try and hear God and go for that, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And my parents, that's how I was raised too. That's why I did the whole band thing even. I felt like it was something I desired to do was to write music and travel around the country and they like wholeheartedly supported that even though it wasn't exactly probably what they would like for their young teenage daughter (laughs) and my sister to do yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah. and when you say we you definitely don't speak like we always are the kind of because I'm just thinking about like man like you and your family grew up hearing God and yeah, yeah, I'm not speaking for Steven yeah, when I'm so saying Yeah, so we is we. like you and your fam, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the band days, because it was a major transition, because like through a lot of the band, I was still in a place where, I don't know, I just kind of thought God was a whatever, I don't know, the whole concept was kind of irrelevant to me, and I, I figured if there was a God, he was just probably like angry and terrible, and I didn't really want anything to do with the whole thing, for you sure. know. But yeah, so like in the band and in proximity to you and your fam, you know, kind of eventually we got a better on you. got a better picture <laughs> yeah. of mm. who God might be, and then mm-hmm. eventually I was like, okay, if you are God, then I need you. So, so then embrace Jesus, which was pretty major and life transforming, and yeah. and then band came to a close I just felt like a very clear like you need to move on mm-hmm. you know yeah which was really hard because we put we put everything, everything into it we didn't go band. to college yeah we did it full-time like even yeah. when we weren't on the road we were practicing like four or five hours a day like the yeah. same like under 10 songs <laughs> yeah the so. same like eight songs <laughs> yeah we were like you know in restaurants <laughs> and you have like those like robots that are like doing the same like I don't yeah, know, that was old, us. like those old exactly. campgrounds. Yes, I know what you're trying to like, or like Chuck E. Cheese. I feel like did that. Yeah, you know, the like the guys, like yeah, yeah, with the little robot moves <laughs> and the little like symbols. That yeah, was you. That was us for sure. Like not a note. Hopefully, missed. a little more Crazy. authentic than that, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I also hope that. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, moving from that to just being like, okay, I think we're. Because I, I was the first one to, like, peace out of the band. Well, I guess it was me carrying Casey towards the end of it. Some of our band members had left. and mm. I. But I had a very clear, like, dude, you need to move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. And then my sister, Casey, and I were like, yeah, we don't want to do this without Steven. So mm. let's let's figure out what life means now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she actually went to culinary school and is, like, an incredible baker. Oh, yeah. And she's also a mom and a nanny. And she's living that life. And she's mm-hmm. excelling at that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 
Stephen yeah. and I both went into pastoring. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a crazy transition. Yeah. Like, it is. Getting sure. to that was so, I never, even after I gave my life to Jesus, like pastoring was such a yeah foreign concept to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's just one of those things that God kind of tugs on your heart and, yeah. you know. And it's still something we're figuring out because. Oh, for sure. It's. I don't know. It's the kind of position that you kind of have to ever be evolving, I feel like, a little bit. Too. Yeah, for sure. No <laughs> yeah. doubt. Well, you yeah. definitely have to. I feel like most people, like, if you're not, then you're not really succeeding. So, yeah. But, yeah. Well, and especially, like, there's no better time to be evolving <laughs> than 2020, 2021. Yeah. Like, for real sure. Time. You know, pastoring a church mm-hmm. what does that even look like anymore yeah. if your church like didn't meet in person for you know yeah. three months or yeah still isn't meeting in person as a lot for of sure. churches and mm-hmm. um obviously there's a lot of like hopelessness in the world right now as we're recording this like dante wright was killed in brooklyn center which is like yeah. what did you say like we're an hour and 15 minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah we're very nearby of minneapolis i actually so. like was born and grew up in almost that exact area mm-hmm. in crystal minnesota so yeah yeah. yeah yeah very close to home yeah so how do you feel like you have juggled or maybe you don't have an answer for this but <laughs> what has been <laughs> your experience or your process in juggling um pastoring a church and seeing trying to have vision for the future and mm-hmm. hope mm-hmm. and seeing the hopelessness in the world that's all around right now like that's it's hard to escape really, it yeah that's a really really good question I think like part of a fundamental part at least the way that God kind of works in our life is really like meeting people where they're at and trying to like get in it with people and you know just converse and grow together and in the future is always this weird thing you know like mm-hmm. vision it's it's interesting because, you know, vision casting, I think, is really important. But, like, that vision, hopefully, is just, like, we want to be a lot like Jesus who meets mm-hmm. people who are in pain and wants to help. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so no matter what that pain has looked like, which there's been such varieties, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I mean, because yeah. good night, it's just been, it has been a very interesting year. But I think, like, vision casting is so interesting because it's, like, for me personally, I, along with everybody else, you know, have just been, like, processing stuff, you know? And so you kind of, like, meet people, and I think you have to, like, grow together. Do you you feel like there's room for you as a pastor to process along (laughs) with people, or do you wish that there was like more grace for that, more room for that. Do you feel like you're held to like a higher standard? It's a unique thing because you have like such varieties of relationships, Yeah, you know? Mm. Um, I think when it comes to like teaching and things like that, there's a level of accountability that I think is like, it's, it's important. It's even like mm-hmm. scriptural, right? It's like, hey, teachers are going to be held to a higher standard. And I think right, that's right. good because I can't just be teaching whatever you know i'm gonna be teaching jesus yeah yeah. but when it comes to like processing and taking time and all of that honestly i am pretty grateful 
I feel like our I feel like our church doesn't expect us to be these superheroes. Yeah, I think the majority of our church doesn't put us on a pedestal like mm-hmm. a lot of pastors are put on, which I am thankful for. Mm-hmm. And but I think too in this last year it's gotten even to be a little bit more of an even playing mm. field. Like people are seeing us more as like I don't know, just people, which that yeah. part of this year has been really cool. Yeah. It's mm. been hard but cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like hard to be exposed in that way mm-hmm. to so many people. I think a lot of people are feeling that. I think even so too. Aren't pastors, people just in leadership in general mm-hmm. are having to like expose a lot more this year. For sure. Which is probably good but really painful sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. unique. It's like vulnerability. And that's what's really I think another thing that honestly pastoring under Kara's parents has been just like super helpful is it's like there's not an ounce of phoniness mm-hmm. you know yeah and so it's just like I don't know it's, of course there's always going to be people that like paint you as somebody that you're not or want you to be somebody that you're not because mm-hmm. everybody sees you through their filter right you know what I mean right. it's like yeah. Yeah. the only person that truly 100% knows who you are is God and mm-hmm. so it's like like, I don't even know me 100%. You know, it's a trip to think about that, you know? Yeah, life's kind of about discovering your own self, too. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. You know? so, like, it's like, yo, listen, I don't even know who I am 100, you know? But, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that, like, ability to just be ourselves. Like, that's, that's like, a part of our culture. It's like, mm-hmm. be you, but, like, grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, like just like know God and love people well and I think that includes ourselves it does yeah and that's something that I really appreciate that my parents have passed down to us too Mm -hmm. is to like love yourself and realize boundaries and give Mm -hmm. yourself what you know you need Mm -hmm. otherwise you will go crazy so yeah yeah and burn out for sure Mm -hmm. it's easy to do because being a pastor is kind of it's the kind of job that you can't ever turn off ever fully you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so giving yourself a like we really purpose to like take a day a week to Mm -hmm. like be our family time Mm -hmm. and we also purpose to like take time to like vacation and do things like not around here so that we're not viewed as the pastors because anywhere we go in Menominee Mm -hmm. we can't go out to eat in Menominee without Mm -hmm. like you know running into people which is awesome it's like one of the best parts about it too but uh, you reach a point where you need just like to turn (laughs) off for a second like yo listen I'm I'm on a date right now you know (laughs) yeah but again like for the most part people are pretty respectful oh for sure and like sometimes sometimes too it's like straight up like you can't ever be anybody's savior, but sometimes people are just in these, like, emergency yeah. situations, you know. What are you two dreaming about for just in general? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, we're in a new season of life because we have a one-year-old. So yes. having a little one has added a just very different, like, kind of dream 
situation. <laughs> I love your look at Steven. You're I like, wanna, can I say I want to hear this. Yeah, she's like looking over at me. I'm like, what are you, what are you getting at? I want to hear share this. share with the class, yeah. Kara. Yeah, we're I mean, I just like... mean like, for me at least, becoming a mom, I had to figure out, and I'm still figuring out, so I don't, I don't want to <laughs> ever feel like I've arrived at all, but I've at least somewhat figured out kind of where that fits into my life and letting him be a part of that Mm -hmm. but also like being ourselves too it's like a unique balance for Mm -hmm. sure like we recently got to visit some friends in Atlanta and True came along and he loved it and it's just really cool to see that he can fit into our lives in ways that I wasn't fully expecting oh and that he loves and that he enjoys he didn't just like fit He's definitely our child. Like, yeah. you know, he loves to travel and he loves to, like, I don't know, do things. Yeah. But So that's cool. It, it's it's given me, like, I don't know, the ability to dream again. The fact mm. that I can see how he can fit into this. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of put stuff on hold, I feel like. Yeah. Honestly, he was a really, really hard baby. And we had to. <laughs> and There so, wasn't really a choice there. So listen to this. Like, uh... <laughs> Let me play my little violin for a moment. <laughs> All right? Let me just break it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> for everyone listening, Kara's playing a miniature violin. Um, but, like, so I had a surgery. It was pretty major surgery in January. Mm-hmm. Like, Last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, like, cut through my Achilles tendon and did all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for you imagining that right now. I know. (laughs) And so that was epic. We did that in January. True was born in March, and I was still in recovery from the surgery. So, like, I couldn't bounce, couldn't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And And we didn't have any help because we were all in lockdown. Yes, we have baby. (laughs) God, our doctor got us in. You... What what day was he born? He was born year? March twenty seventh. So, so it was kind of the beginning of lockdown, honestly. It was like a week and a half. Yeah. After lockdown started. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone was straight. Even my parents like wouldn't be weren't able to help us. Yeah. Which was yeah. and he was very very difficult. Like he basically all hours of the day was screaming. So we kind of lost our minds there for a second. Yeah. And for had, sure had to. We came together as a team, and that's what got us through. We realized that we were going through this together, and we were, like, a team. And we had each other, at least. So that was cool. <laughs> it felt like war. It did. It felt like we exactly. were, like, oh, we my God. God. I know. Something. I know. I know. I know. I'm being so extra. But, like, we were – I remember one night we were up in True's nursery after – just, like, after a long day. I think you were still nursing, so you're still, like – doing the stuff you know but oh, but when he was nursing at least he was quiet right and so like <laughs> I was laying on the floor of the nursery and Kara was sitting in the chair and we were just like we did it <laughs> oh my gosh we made it together you know yeah because it was just he was always crying and I yeah it was just a wild ride mm. you know but now he's like the most fun ever so it's, yeah it's great he really is right <laughs> Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. He for mm-hmm. sure is. So it was beyond, beyond, beyond worth it. But it was hard at first, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we had yeah. to kind of set ourselves aside for a second yeah, to, like, yeah, just get him through alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what do you feel like, like, what has been the process of starting to dream again? Like you mentioned, traveling yeah. a little bit. Realizing that, yeah, that he's able to just, like, 
join us in our life, mm-hmm. which is how we wanted to parent. We had always talked about that, yeah. like that yeah. we wanted to be able to go still do things, just bring them along. Like, you know what I mean? And at first that wasn't a possibility because right. I mean, lockdown a, but then also yeah. he just was like, <laughs> not, not able to go and do anything. Mm-hmm. So like I'm able to have like meetings with people and have true just like hanging out Mm -hmm. and it's just like really cool (laughs) like Mm -hmm. he's a part and he brings so much joy Mm -hmm. so it's it's honestly more of a help than a hindrance at this point which has yeah just like opened a lot of doors in my heart mostly Mm -hmm. which is cool because like Mm -hmm. i remember before true was born um we were having a staff meeting at our place and during our staff meeting, I mean, remember we're at a church, so it's like, you know, at our staff meetings, we're like prophesying over each other and stuff, you know what I mean? We're like laying hands on each other and all sorts of stuff, you know? But I remember um, we, it was like the last one before True was coming. We kind of mm. figured that. And I forget who it even was, but it was just like, True will not be a burden. He's going to be a blessing. Yeah. And And honestly, it kind of leveled me too, because just like, if I'm being real, I kind of I kind of approached the whole thing like okay I'm going to do this cuz I feel like we are supposed to and kind of have to but I wasn't like yay I'm having a baby honestly you mm-hmm. know just being real mm-hmm. and and so like it's really cool to look at our son and be like you are genuinely a blessing mm-hmm. and like even 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 like the stuff like it's just like such an opportunity to actually live out self-sacrificial love mm-hmm. it is like when 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 somebody's just screaming in your face and pooping and doing all of those things like relentlessly and your job is just to be like i love you i got you mm-hmm. i want to take care of you i want to help you like it's a major opportunity so even that like just seeing that as a blessing, which we definitely needed to remind each other of. For sure. Because undoubtedly it felt like a burden at times. But It did. And I don't know, I just, I, I, I think there's been so much growth in people in this last year. I'm, I'm more self-aware mm-hmm. in, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. right? Because like self-awareness, if you're in an insecure place, you'll just beat yourself into the ground. But like if yeah. you're, if you're aware like you see the log in your own eye, you see your own tendencies that were yeah. unhealthy, you see things. Cause the last year is kind of like, was kind of like a magnifying glass. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people had a lot of time to be by themselves mm-hmm. and undistracted yeah. or they distracted themselves. You kind of had options. You yeah, know? for sure. But like, I just know how much I've personally seen opportunities to grow and like willingly stepped into them and like, Obviously, I mean, that's, that is a lifelong journey, but like that kind of growth and seeing just, I don't know, I think people have learned a lot in the last year that's going to enable us to walk in unity mm-hmm. forward together that we've never really known. Yeah. Like a lot of people have disagreed about so much stuff, like mm-hmm. so much stuff. And, and it's just been like, really interesting to navigate those kinds of conversations that seem to actually have some kind of stakes you know Mm -hmm. but then like to move forward together in christ with with like a refined focus you know and and like really clear 
vision of what actually matters, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's so many distractions in life Mm -hmm. and, like, when it actually comes down to it, what matters? Like, loving people well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Let me me add a dot, dot, dot. Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Most of the time. There you go. Correct. Yes. Fair. Is there anything that you wish you were doing that you aren't doing? Mm. Writing more music. Yeah. That is something that we've slight like dipped our toes into again. Well, you are writing wonderful hey. <laughs> children's tunes. I think no. we genuinely I think rhymes. we need to. I think you should do like a like Andy what's from Parks and Rec. Andy Dwyer. Oh, yeah. Children. Yeah, like go around to kids' birthday parties. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, man. Hip kids. Yeah, something about being a. We've always been just like goofy humans. Yeah. You know? So, like, this is the perfect outlet. Yes. Outlet. Like, having a baby (laughs) to sing. So cheesy and so ridiculous. Which we used to do to each other, but now it's like we have a third participant or other adults who just looked at you like like right okay guys (laughs) what are you doing yeah exactly make make them slightly uncomfortable but actually most people actually like it but but also like also like writing like because because writing is just uh it's it's like deep in me i love writing music and it got put on hold for a mm-hmm. long time, like mm-hmm. a long time, you know. And the closest thing to it is like when we're leading worship at the church because we also, you know, pr- regularly lead like the musical worship there. And, um, you know, the closest thing to it, I think, is like those times of spontaneity where you're mm-hmm. just like kind of yielding yeah. to the spirit of God and singing from like that deep place, yeah. you know, and just declaring that stuff. But like, I don't know, you know, I think in all of the doing of the things I just kind of forgot how much of a yearning I have to write music and so we're like in process we've got like a little bit of a miniature setup going on in mm-hmm. the basement Love it. you know so we're, we're getting things moving you know kind of setting things up to make that possible so I look mm-hmm. I look forward to that a lot you. you know yeah about you I also look forward to getting, dipping my toes back into music. We were, I mean, the band thing was great, but it was also very hurtful. And I took a long time to heal from that. And I probably Mm -hmm. am still processing that because it was genuinely my dream Mm -hmm. to, I mean, be famous. But mostly, like, I saw it as I wanted to be, like, a light in, like, little girls' lives. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted. And I wanted to be able to write songs and play them and sing and you know mm-hmm. so going back into that is slightly scary mm-hmm. and i it's yeah like reopening a past something wound. Yeah, yeah it kind totally. of is totally but it is i think it is a good thing and i'm also like and hopefully like it can be redeeming actually i think like, I, even even reopening like, that to like really heal it and yes even in worship like mm-hmm. Stephen was saying like we've been getting more into like the more spontaneous moments and like just kind of like songwriting songwriting like on the moment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even just doing that more openly has like been healing for me I feel which like. you've started to do a lot more I really of, have just like kind of yielding to that which is great when I hear like 
some chords being played, like a chord progression, I almost always hear a melody, but like actually like singing that out is scary for me because I've been hurt. But like, I'm doing that at least in those moments. And it's like, oh, that was actually, that was so cool. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun. So that's, that's been cool for me. And then also I'm getting like dipping my toes in the world of painting too, which I really love that too, actually. Mm -hmm. Any form of like, a creative outlet. I'm all about it. I'm kind of crafty. I'm kind of just into fashion. I'm into music. I'm into art and mm-hmm. any opportunity. I kind of like, I haven't like really found that medium that's like maybe like perfect for me, but I kind of like exploring with it all too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the more of that I can do, the happier I am. Even like yeah. doing my nails. That's like, I find a lot of joy in that. <laughs> Sarah and I really... bond on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to start a nail Instagram account. I could the current do nails that. are like they're like seventies flowers kind of. Something I realized with nails for you is it's like you actually do your nails for you. That is the thing. Which I think about that with like music and stuff though. I think that's like yeah. the healthy version. Yeah. Is like is like doing it is like a vulnerable connection between like you and for me like the ultimate source of creative power is God. Yeah. And so like for me like to create is really to hear mm-hmm. you know yep. and to like to be a part of that creating it's such an yeah. honor that we're made in the image of god like that that we get to do that and so like i i don't even know like the stuff that i'm writing like i have no intention of sharing it with anybody initially yeah. who knows i mean if if i feel like i'm supposed to do that then i'll do that but like there's a part of me that's just like i don't know it's just like just want to have something for you there's something about being a parent too that you need that mm, to like prioritize yeah. something for you and it, it kind of has been my nails I feel like at least in like yeah. the last season which is it's just like something that I, I make sure I take the time to do it and I do it for me you <laughs> mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like a form of self-care and it's a form of like loving myself i think it's a great form of self-care it really personally is. because then you get to enjoy it exactly you and get to see it all the time yeah like, okay. totally yeah totally exactly it's i so cannot fancy. relate at all but i a thousand percent agree and every time i like do my nails fun <laughs> i like my nails there's, they're great well, they're I mean, so stubby <laughs> there's like there's like five i don't know like half a centimeter of exposed finger pad yeah, I've before got some you nubs. get to the nail yeah i've got some nubs it's impressive the fact that that's not painful honestly yeah, <laughs> so true. it's like there's you none gotta of work the, toward that yeah there's none of the extra white stuff on the edge of my fingernails no. it's just how like, often do you clip them well he bites i bite okay never mind yeah. <laughs> in in healthy it depends like it's it's funny i can I don't know. I don't bite them as bad as I used to. I used to bite them to where they'd like bleed, you know? That was no. real bad. Cut oh. to the quick. Cut to the quick. <laughs> That's what that means. That's the scriptural language. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're going some pretty pretty gruesome like your surgery talk, your biting your nails talk. It's like Have you guys seen Black Swan? No. Yeah. There's a scene in there. Yeah, there's a scene in there. (laughs) Yeah, involving a fingernail and some rippage, and you feel it. You feel it. It's like oh boy. Never mind. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sarah can't even handle I it. I can't handle it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Do you have any dreams for the church that you pastor? Mm. What is that like? What's it like to dream for like an entire organization, an entire group of people? Well, I have a little answer at least to that. Yeah. Um, our like, what is it called? Like slogan? I'm blanking on the word. <laughs> sure. <but laughs> slogan. Call it a slogan. Is to experience and express the love of God. Mm-hmm. And I think our church is really good at experiencing God. When we come together, like we invite Him in, and it's it's known for sure. And I think <laughs> the that expressing part of that is something that we're currently trying to grow in yeah. and dream about how to really reach people with the love of God. Mm-hmm. And like even like currently we're dreaming about this fun event called Sunday Fun Day where we're just going to open up a park to the community and have a bounce house and face painting and food trucks and all kind of crazy stuff. Family photos. I'm family stuck. photos. That's yeah, really we're going to like cool. do like free family photos like in this like professional photo booth and like mm-hmm. email them to everybody that wants them and stuff. So, yeah, we're just like dreaming about how to be there for people mm-hmm. and like be a light in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been fun and exciting and yeah. that's one of the best parts about being a pastor, I think, and it's a fun place to put that dream passion into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's unique thinking about like dreaming for a group of people. Because like for me, honestly, the way I see the church moving forward is just like which is why I'm so in love with your podcast is because it's like mm-hmm. it's it's I feel like in the pastorate, like you're really what my hope is is that God gives me eyes for people first and foremost, just for who they are, mm-hmm. but, but also then like recognizing giftings in them and like mm-hmm. the things that God has enabled them to do and things that bring them joy, Yeah, you know, and, and then just that. like yeah. fanning that yeah. because I think it's almost like this weird kind of manipulation for, for me to get up. And if it's anything other than like, Hey, let's be like Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's be like Jesus and let's serve and meet people and like get in the stuff with them and watch God transform lives. And I think that the way that that happens on any kind of like intimate, actual level is is by fanning those giftings in people who have realms of influence Mm -hmm. that, that don't necessarily look like like the church being skilled scattered abroad and sharing the love of God through their various giftings, not in a building at a particular time. That too. Mm -hmm. That's great. But like the church being people who meet people and love them like Jesus. Like, yeah, I I definitely want to change. (laughs) That gives me tears. I want to change people's perspective of what a Christian is. Like that's like a huge huge dream I feel and I want them to see Christians like that like people that love unconditionally and want to help and be there for people Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people don't see Christians like that and some Christians aren't like that in any group of people like of course there's like 
a variety of different, like, I don't know, levels people are at. But yeah, that's what I want is for people to like see Jesus in us yeah. and in the church at larger and larger and larger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is awesome. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, I don't know. I just think there's so many people, like, I think it's really easy to forget how much godlessness hurts. And when we forget that, then we're just trying to spread this, like, thing. And I'm uninterested in that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to spread a, a thing. I just want, like, God's love to transform people's lives. And that's really simple, but that's, like, a big dream. Mm-hmm. For sure. If you guys don't know this about me, I cry a lot. <laughs> Whenever the love of God hits me, man, I'm just like, oof, you know? <laughs> but it is, I don't know, I just ache for for a self-sacrificial, mm. loving church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not like that's something, and I, I'm so sick of accidentally despising this mixed batch of humans called the church that God loves, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think even us Christians, we can speak so poorly of yeah. the church. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean, goodness gracious, we need, we have so much room to grow as a people and as a group and, mm-hmm. and as individuals, you know? Yeah. And like, but I just know in me, you know, I almost create a they within the church. Yeah. You know? Totally. And it's like it's very us and them, even within the church. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the church, like the whole us and them and them and those. <laughs> yeah, all these different like categories. How many cubbies, you know? Yeah. And it's just like this, like thing that we do, I think, to prevent us from admitting that we actually have a ton of room to grow ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I think if we can all just like stay humble. That's what I was gonna say humble. Humility. Yeah, remember what matters. Remember that, like, godlessness is pain, Mm. and God wants to heal. Yeah. That'll change the world. of the someday somehow i hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stephen and kara and even if you disagreed or were not in alignment with the things that they were saying i hope that you were just as moved as i was by the authenticity of their hearts and just the purity of the love that they have for people 
Um, as always, I want to thank Trevor Ransom for the use of his song, Cambridge 2018, as our theme song. We get compliments on it all the time, and if you like that song, go find Trevor Ransom on Spotify. You will not be disappointed. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. It is a huge help to the show, and it's great just to hear from people who are listening and not be talking, you know, into a void. <laughs> um, the date of the next episode is going to be May 7th, and until then, thanks for catching me.